it's a fine morning for some anime discussion. Yeah, and uh, while I am enjoying Fire Force, I can't yeah. wait to talk about a Pari Ranman. You know, funny, funny enough, this uh, this most recent pair of episodes. Um, the one that stuck with me the most was Apare Radman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, so, I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Fire Force first. Yeah, Fire, so, so yeah. we watched episode 8 of season 2 for Fire Force, and mm-hmm. later we'll get to episode 8 of Apare Radman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so th- this was kind of... This was this was kind of a, a nice little lore drop. Had a lot mm-hmm. of good action, very well paced, and mm-hmm. a great hilarious hook at the end, which I actually laughed out loud to. You're going to have to refresh my memory. The the <laughs> part where Arthur figured out what the numbers meant. Oh yeah. I actually was sitting there by myself in my room. <laughs> And that part at the end where it does that right before cutting to to be continued, actually laughed. So. I, you know, right when I think I've figured out, like, pretty much the limits of his character. Yeah, and God, who better to figure it out when you've got leaked there? Mm -hmm. Leaked's right there being, being the nerd. (laughs) <laughs> like a random string of numbers. What does it mean? <laughs> and then Arthur's just like, "Isn't it pie?" <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so this was almost a weird episode for me. I like I I feel like it had trouble holding my attention. And really, yeah. To to its credit. The problem was my family's in town right now, and like I knew that I wasn't going to get much of a chance to to watch it when I was at the house. Okay. Um, like I wasn't gonna have any chance to watch it last night, so I had to watch it at work. Um, and that's never a good situation to watch a show, mm-hmm. uh, because like man, your attention is already divided. But usually when I do watch. Uh, like fire force or whatever at, at work i can still like really hunker down and really enjoy the show but for some reason it just didn't hold my attention as well hmm. um and maybe it was like kind of like what you were saying the the exposition drop but i don't i don't know um well i i don't think there really was an exposition drop i think there are maybe like three but they, but they, I didn't feel like they took too long, and and yeah, I don't remember there being any problem with the pacing. Uh, but <clears throat> like even sitting down, like right now, I'm having a hard time. I mean, that's, remembering the events of the episode. That's the same thing. I, I I would say the the pacing is the ability to hold your attention, because once hmm. something starts losing your attention, that means it's paced poorly. Hmm. But it also could have been, you know, the fact I was at work that that's you know, all right. Well, I mean, huge... if, if if that's what you're if that's what you're saying, then I don't think it it probably wasn't the episode. 
Yeah. I'm going to say right now that I really liked watching this on my CRT because when they were walking in the shadows, like inside the tabernacle, the mm-hmm. deep blacks and the way like the uh, the flashlights were kind of mm-hmm. moving through the environment. This sh- this episode had really good animation throughout. Like, mm-hmm. this is an odd case where you get uh, an action anime episode where it's not all action, but it looked good the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. It, like, almost made me think of, like, live action or something. Like, because, you know, you don't have to animate that. You just use the same camera on the set. Right. <clears throat> but it felt very even. It it was very, very even, even quality, evenly paced. Yeah, it, I, I do remember, or like, thinking back now, I don't remember there ever being a point where you're like, oh, this is where the money went. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, when they have that first action scene, when they encounter mm-hmm. the cloaked Infernals, and it's like, yeah. uh, Shinra and Arthur get to have a couple scenes that shows uh, Ogun bring out his, you know, uh, is Ogun a little overpowered? He seems it, because it looks like he can do, like, hit and run, he can do, like, aggressive offense, and he can do, like, like, defense, like, defense. Like, he's like just able to... aggressive fire defense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can just hold up and just start launching spears at him. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see his, like, his moment where we really figure out what his limitations are. Yeah, because right now it kind of seems like he's the Swiss <laughs> Army knife of the group. Yeah. Um, I think the moment, I, I do remember there being a specific moment that caught my attention way more than anything else, and that was when the Infernal starts to speak. Yeah. Because, well, like, that I was mean, my they establish off. in the show. Yeah, that when they establish in the show, like, <clears throat> there's only been one other that has spoken. So, yeah, there, these, all of them are doing it. There's a lot of table flipping going on. Where, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they established that one was able to speak, and it was almost like he was an exception because, like, he was in some sort of control with himself mm-hmm. when he went, or, like, when he became an Infernal. But it was like, right. he he was, you know, he was like a, wasn't he, was he a serial killer, or was he just a terrorist? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a serial killer, that's what it was. So it was kind of like, well, that guy's super evil, so when he turns Infernal, maybe that's why he's like more in control like maybe he was out of control as a human yeah so you know eh, not that that's like a technical explanation or anything but you know you (laughs) you could kind of jive with that or it's like okay so like evil people may be more in control when they're an infernal right but then yeah like since then there was no cases of that Uh until now and it was a whole like tribe or village or whatever i guess it's more of a village but yeah or no it's more of a more like a whole cult yeah yeah but but the thing about cults (laughs) (laughs) is normally they're a scam and tempe isn't messing around (laughs) like yeah no i could I, i i wrote down i was like the power levels are really getting up there and i don't think tempe is like he, he's no slouch. He's got some power. And he's been around for... Mm-hmm. He's been wandering the earth for 250 years, unable to die. It's like, I think if anyone could, like, you know, maybe justify having a bit of a cult following, 
It's probably yeah. this guy. And also the the whole I thought that this was interesting. The um the whole idea, you know, we've talked about this in the past with other things where it's like, you know, those crazy crackpots who are like, I just need to die. Like the the human race needs to die so that we can reach, you know, whatever nirvana, heaven, Valhalla. Um yeah. and it was like you know, we always refer to those as, like, the crazy crackpot Yeah, it's the cults. suicide cult. Yeah. But then <sighs> when this guy's talking about, like, the sweet release of death, it's like, yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> like, I'm sick of walking around. I'm sick of just being here. There's nothing to do. Yeah, and the whole idea that the destruction of the world literally will bring him peace. It's like... And it's because it requires the firepower to destroy the world in order to destroy him. Yeah. It's a, it's really weird. It's like, it's new. I'm not used to yeah. that suicide cult. Yeah, and I'm not used to the suicide cult, like, legitimately needing the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't think this guy's gonna die unless the whole planet gets taken with him. And he really is tired of living. They're like, die on your own time or whatever. But it's like, I've tried. I've been trying for years. It doesn't work. It's it's yeah. like if um the Hulk, like, you know, when he says, I, I put a gun in my mouth, you know, put a bullet in my mouth, but the big guy spat it back out. It's like, the Hulk would probably need a similar situation. Cause, yeah. Because, like, the Hulk can even survive the vacuum of space. Yeah, because doesn't he just, like, he keeps getting angrier, <laughs> and he just, like, he just keeps existing. It's it's a vicious cycle, because it makes him mad that he can't die. <laughs> uh, I also noticed that Tempe's design reminds me of, like, the Caco Demons from Doom, because he's got that big one eye and that big toothy oh, yeah. smile. So I was like, I don't know, normally this kind of character, you know, is, is made to be a heel, made for me to hate him, but... I don't know, something about him, I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's he definitely has the cult leader charisma. Yeah, ooh, he's got me going. Uh, so, here's a weird thing that I noticed, and it's kind of like when they're when they're facing them down, when they're, you know, uh, kind of caught in that trap. Mm -hmm. Shinra is a little quick to uh, start considering the evangelist's grace. Yeah, that was I interesting. Really, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I was actually going to touch on that, but yeah, but because yeah, go ahead. It, it's really like the whole, um, like an actual pull to the dark side because <clears throat> it it legitimately is a source of power. <laughs> yeah, I I think the problem with uh the original Star Wars trilogy, mm -hmm. as far as like making you not know, like whether or not. Luke was going to turn to the dark side or anything was that you mm -hmm. didn't ever really get a clear demonstration of what the dark side could do. It was like a lot of promising and, you know, yeah, it was a lot of what the empire can do for the dark side. Yeah. That's more what it felt like. And like, uh, Vader, you know, was imposing, but you don't see him do anything really crazy beyond, you know, the choking. That was pretty cool. Right. But, uh, in the prequel trilogy, you get a more clear idea as to how Anakin was getting seduced. Right. Like, it's very much, you will literally be able to save your wife if you go to the dark side. So it's kind of like yeah. line drawn in the sand. 
I like how this is being a little more upfront about what mm-hmm. the dark side can get you, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But it was funny because I don't think Shinra is really in trouble of going to the dark side. Probably not right. as much as Luke was. But he's quick to consider it in here. He's like, if I had this, I would ha- like I would have the firepower in order to stop this right here and now. I just thought that yeah. was weird. It was interesting. Yeah, and I'm... Because it sounded like he was talking about, like, uh, tr- almost tricking the evangelist into yes. giving him more power. That's what it sounded more like. Like, and not just... That, yeah, not swearing fealty really or whatever. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, tricking the enemy to give you more power. That, that would be a really interesting art. It, rem- it would remind me of uh, Jack Sparrow stealing the coin in order to become immortal for that one scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, man, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is so far and away the best one. You know, I actually went back and watched all of them. They're all still a fun time. Or, or Don't the, say the all. The first three, at least. I was going to say. Well, I, I really like the fourth the one. other two. I really like the fourth one. I think it's better than the second and third, because it's just a, a completely self-contained adventure story. The fifth okay. one is unwatchably bad. It's so bad, I, I cannot suffer more than 20 minutes of it. Mm. I watched the whole thing, but I had to take it in chunks. But, mm. uh, yeah, anyway. So, he's he's starting to think. And uh, I like how they keep bringing up Sheenmon levels of power. Because mm-hmm. Sheenmon and, uh, what was the, like, his, his, his what was it? Uh, it's like his lieutenant or something? They don't really call it that, though. Yeah, I don't know, remember. His his uh uh wingman I guess <laughs> because they they can or he can fly, but uh they just are able to on their own take out a demon infernal, and then up to this point it's like it's a demon infernal ah we're out of class we can we can't yeah. beat him we're gonna have to come back later and I like how Scop is just like oh <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that because now they're not gonna help <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean like um. Even I, th- I that was a really good way to set up earlier in the season, like how much firepower it takes to take them out, like with that whole <clears throat> great fire scene. Yes, um, but that that was a really good setup. It also brings up the fact that Sheenmon is able to do this without the Evangelist, but yes, Sheenmon isn't exactly not dedicated to something. Like I don't think you could just. You would almost have to become like Shinmon in order to have that level of power. Right. Like, you'd have to live differently than you are now. Which, I like that. I like I like where it's like, it, it keeps this... It, it keeps it to where you're having to sacrifice something significant. And It's almost like you'd fair, have to go through a conversion to get right. Shinmon's power. But to, Shinmon was the guy that has uh, both Gen 2 and Gen 3 power, right? Yes. Yeah, so he already does have a little bit of a step up. Yes, but but he yeah. also lives totally differently from the rest of the world, like from the rest of the fire soldiers. Right. Like he's he, he's dedicated to something different. He almost is just like like they're just Company Seven because they were doing the fire force things. They're kind of like, well, let's just let's make them official and then just leave them to do their thing. 
Yeah. They almost like they have their own little city state there operating independently. Mm-hmm. I I can't <clears throat> wait to see them again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But but yeah, I I really I'm really excited to see what they do with this whole temptation to the dark side. Um, or not, or temptation of the actual power of the dark side. Yeah. And I want to, I want, I want, I kind of want Shinra to borrow some power. <laughs> well, he, well, he, mm, how do I word this? Oh. He will have to. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be, I guess, <laughs> symbolically, it won't necessarily be from the evangelist. It will be from his shadow. Yeah. Like his, his own dark side inside of him. Right. You know, you have to, uh, get control of that monster inside. Yeah. Release. What, which one is it? The Yang? Uh, well, Yin would be the, the dark side, the chaos. Dark side. Okay. Yeah. Yang is the, is the order, but yeah. Yang is the, is the one that's the hero. That's the hero side. So the yin is you gotta you gotta let the devil out. Yeah, of the devil towards evil. God, I love that <laughs> line. Okay, so um, what was I saying? Gosh, yeah. Uh, so the the whole thing with potentially getting power from the evangelist, and then like mm-hmm. referring to it as like Shinmon levels of power. That that little bit was a nice little uh reference to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. As one of the pillars. Mm-hmm. Then, as far as potential, there is a big thing about who I'm calling Mother Nature for now. And how she mm. repaired the tabernacle. And how this cult sees it as like a doomsday weapon. Like a uh, a halo, I suppose. Mm. Which, I'm going to say, it reminds me of the halo a lot. Because there's one group who thinks it's going to bring salvation and the other who's like, uh, it's a bomb. It's a it's a world ending bomb. Yo, wait a minute. Yeah. And they're like, and that's why we want to use it. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I would love for you to turn this thing on. But yeah. Uh so the tabernacle could destroy the world or save it. And then they talk about Amaterasu can basically do the mm-hmm. same thing. One of them's white, one of them's black. One of them's inside of a city, the other's inside of the forest in an oasis. And I'm just like, man, this is just laying it on, isn't it? Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Speaking of yin and yang, Mm -hmm. and both of them have the potential to destroy and to protect. Create. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if Amaterasu has the power to create. They don't really talk about that that much. Like well, Pon, th- Pon says, you need. I love. I love the way this is worded, at least in the sub. But Pon is like, mm-hmm. if you need the creative energy of the tabernacle, then like, why not share it or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I like that wording because I think creativity is too often kind of pe- people hear that word and think, oh, finger painting, <laughs> and it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, it's such a a, a, a public school. <laughs> interpretation of what that mm-hmm. word means but it you know creativity is literally creating things yeah and um that is potential and potential is chaos whereas amaterasu it's kind of more like it's maintaining 
less than creating. So you know that would be yeah. yang. That would be order. That was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. at least how I got it. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see that now. I but I think it does have the potential of or the potential. Um, it's okay. The, you can use that word. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it does have the potential to create. I guess they just haven't really discussed what that would look like. But. Well, there are, it was almost like they were like toying with theories in that moment, where they're like, "Yeah, if the tabernacle is like that, then like is Amaterasu like that?" Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it probably is. Otherwise, why would they be talking about it, and why would it look so similar? Yeah, but. Yeah, I so really, I want to know more about that Mother Nature lady. Yeah, uh, she, she, he said she had a scary face, but her her voice doesn't sound evil, and I, I like uh, he gets the Adola link with her, like yeah. near the end of the episode, and I'm I guess we're supposed to assume that she's one of the pillars, but I'm not super convinced she's alive or even human like i'm thinking she may be an infernal because she has like that black smoke around her and she has like dead eyes or whatever and at at this point in this episode we're introduced to infernals who have intelligence yeah and like who are kind of these eternal gods and if she's still alive she can't just be a regular human yeah, because like she's, she was around two hundred and fifty years. Yeah, like prior. Yeah, to to like, uh, go to the wasteland after the cataclysm, and you know she, she's almost like Prometheus giving the animals fire and speech yeah. and intelligence, but like quite literally. <laughs> yes, and and she was like, "Are you hungry?" And she like gave them the fire, which warmed them. Their hunger went away, and their lives were extended. And I was like. Good lord, this this is getting this is getting out there. Yeah, it was so mythological. Yeah. <laughs> like none of the, this is very free from the the modern liberal science society <laughs> yeah. that they lived in in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean I I do remember thinking specifically of Prometheus uh because <laughs> one I don't know how in the world, but yeah, these animals are 250 years yeah. old. <laughs> also, but I'm curious, sorry, because there were a number of other animals there with um, the... the, the Scop and names. the crow? Yeah. Scop them all. I don't remember the crow's name. Yeah, like how he goes, Ka, before he says a sentence. <laughs> it's not, it's not, Ka! It's like, he does a human voice, Ka. <laughs> and he says something else. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know if that's how they're gonna do it in the dub, but I want them to because it's it's very enjoyable in the sub. The, I I just I can't wait for the dub to keep going. <laughs> I think it got episode four. Oh sweet! So there's more out there, but <clears throat> yeah. So the, everything going on with the tabernacle and Amaterasu mm-hmm. and. I'm sure, you know, that's probably going to be explained next episode because Arthur mm-hmm. kind of just figured something out about it. But. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, we're, you're talking about, um, I, f- I forgot to mention that uh, you were talking about Amaterasu and 
the tabernacle reminding you of the halos. And yeah. I'm just thinking of, well, pi 3.14, you know, circles and the, the ring of, uh, like chimneys going around the, um, um, around the outside of the tabernacle. Yeah, something about know. circles. Circles. Cycles, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. That's all speculation at this got point. Got little circles. They are well. They do make one circle, but um, <clears throat> I like how uh, the tabernacle is <coughs> in a wasteland, or it's in the oasis <clears throat> in a wasteland, and yeah. uh, Amaterasu is like right in the heart of a an empire. Yeah, total didn't, opposites. Didn't the fight with Sho and Shinra take place in the bottom of Amaterasu? Uh, well, yeah, I I think it, it took place in in the Nether. Right in the Nether, but I'm also I don't I honestly don't remember that, was... that detail, but I don't hmm. think I'm not. That's not me saying it's wrong. That could be it. They were they because were in like, the the seedy underbelly of Yang. Yeah, because like if if right immediately around the tabernacle is life and then you go over to Amaterasu and like it's, it's surrounded by death the nether yeah. yeah literally hell nothingness yeah hmm. uh, it would be I, thematically correct I really like how they're setting this up it, it just yeah. it's clicking uh so that you know that that's the whole and and you know it's representative of what's inside everyone. Everyone got an Amaterasu and a tabernacle inside them. They got two the doomsday weapons. The one that wins is the one you feed. <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> God, that's... I I loved that meme more than most did. <laughs> and then I loved the, <laughs> the corruption of it. Like, there are two wolves inside you. One is gay. The other is gay. You have two gay wolves inside you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's like uh, a a big and overarching theme of potential. And, you know, Mm -hmm. light and dark. uh, Shinra's toying with the idea of the dark side, but he's, he's really fighting it. He's fighting to try and bring his brother back from it and to figure yeah. out where his mother is. Yeah, and I think he's also really trying to figure out where that where the balance within him lies. I think he's gotten so many comments about the the devil. Yes. And he's, uh, he's gotten devil so many thinks comments he's following that, him around. But and he's been so consumed with the hero side that he's starting to toy with the idea of like maybe you can't I just do be one to let that devil out. Yeah, you can't just be one. And yeah. uh, it's a greater metaphor for the society they're in, which mm-hmm. the reason it feels like it's headed towards collapse is because oh. it's almost entirely like, like it's uh, uh, it's like prohibition towards chaos. It's like it's all order. Not that it's yeah. authoritarian, though. I mean, parts of it definitely are. Yeah. But like uh, that that world in Tokyo right now mm-hmm. is very much uh, uh, protected, closed off. It can't grow. Yeah, 
the the empire of japan like well one i i think it was a couple episodes back was the first time that we saw like a map of the world Mm -hmm. and how just broken the world is now yes Uh, like everything is just like archipelagos yeah Um, and and the idea that it's like all just destroyed (laughs) yeah so and I, they've and, I mean, never made mention of any other cultures. Like, it sounds like Japan is the only place until we found out about the Chinese Peninsula. Yes, and figured out that there are living, intelligent, infernal cults living in China. <laughs> and the fact that... Think about the fact that Tokyo... Or, you know, the, the, the Japanese Empire, or whatever. Just every so often erupts from within itself. Like, when they just had that city that just started exploding. Yeah. And and they're all, you know, trying to maintain peace. And, and you know, uh, I, I like how the Fire Force are, like, not, well, not just visual cues because it's a cool design but they are firefighters firefighters Mm -hmm. don't create right they maintain they protect uh yeah that's not enough it's not enough to keep the whole world from blowing up there's right they're missing something but uh Mm. yeah i like it as a as a metaphor for sheener's internal struggle and then it's externalized in the world that he exists in you know, he he's just a hero and he just does hero things. Yeah. But he's also a devil. You know, it really is like I know that we've we talked about Promare with uh, Fire Force yeah. before, but I have a feeling <laughs> we're going to start talking about Promare more. I, I'm going to say right now, like the way things the, like <sighs> for how weird things have gotten. This mm-hmm. season in particular, and how quickly they just kind of went there, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know the power levels are getting kind of out of control, and like Tempe when he does that, what was it like the holy light or something? Like that move yeah. was big. That was that yeah. was studio trigger big, and uh, I liked how it, like it wasn't a destructive fire. Like it was, it was almost like it was just like a light show almost. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, it had that that weird little cross that they wear on their chests. Yeah. The, like, flash of light. It reminds me of the Belmont cross from Castlevania. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was... The, it, things are getting a little out of control, and I'm starting to think, I don't know if we get out of this without, like, an apocalypse scenario like Promare. Yeah. Like, it feels like th- the Earth had, you know, the first cataclysm. And now everything's just kind of, it's gone from a simmer to a boil, and everything's about to blow up. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> about to pour grease on this fire. Yeah, it it, it feels like, uh, uh, I, I guess, it, it, it's fitting that it's like a, a, everything about the Empire is all like figures of authority, is what it's based mm-hmm. off of. You have, you know the church, you have corporations, and you have the military and uh, firehouses. So, like, it's all authority figures. And then 
none of that exists in the Oasis. Like, it's just, it's wildlife, and at best, there's an immortal cult leader. (laughs) (laughs) Who's making a lot of promises, but he doesn't have a kingdom. Yeah, and... And he doesn't want a kingdom. He wants destruction. He wants it all to be leveled. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can't you can't have one without the other, and it feels like it's about to integrate itself, whether they like it or not. Yeah, so it's prepare for the integration. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's exactly what happens in Promare, is yeah. uh, the divide between the Burnish and the regular humans, I guess, even though the Burnish were still human. Mm-hmm. Uh, that divide just kind of collapses. Like, that's what it's all leading to. <clears throat> and, you know, the, mm. the... What were they? Yeah, the, the Promare is telling the Burnish to burn. Burn it all to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, eh, A lot's really similar going on here. I need to watch Promare again. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I love having it on Blu-ray. I can just watch it in glorious <laughs> 1080p whenever I want. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, so, we got... The sacrifice we got potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as legacy, it kind of the, the only thing that I was really seeing was Tempe and the animals, and Tempe has his heaven that he refers to, where he's right. like, "If you help me finally die, then you can serve me in heaven." Mm-hmm. And then the animals <laughs> love- want the oasis, and they want kind the of their comment- mom. Go when Tempe's, I, just real quick, I love the t- the comment when Tempe's like, when you fight against me, that lowers your status in heaven. Yeah, it's like you're still going to heaven. That's him saying, oh, you're still going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you, anyway. you're going to, yeah. No, I like that. Like, that was a good comment. I love the way that's yeah. worded. I also like, he has a good moment <laughs> before he does that move on Sheena where Sheena kicks him and he just goes, mm-hmm. what do you think you're doing? <laughs> It was like, ooh, this kooky cult leader. Uh, he's sitting on some guns. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we got Tempe's heaven that he's promising. And then there's mm-hmm. the, the oasis for the animals, which they kind of want back. They want it to be maintained, but they, they want it to be maintained because their savior's coming back. They want it to be ready for right. her. So yeah. it's not just... Maintain, maintain, maintain. Like in uh, the 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 empire, I guess is it is it called the empire? We haven't seen an emperor. Yeah, I I I think that they keep referring to it as the the Japanese empire. Okay, so that isn't waiting for something. There's there's no uh, there's no great journey to reference Halo again. Yeah, there's no Mother Nature coming back. Yeah. Like, it's kind of just like, well, we're everything's good, so let's just keep it on track. And they're like, where's the track going? Nowhere. It's going to stay right here. In circles. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that, that doesn't... Um, it's not much to go off of. It's not yeah. very inspiring, which is why I think it symbolically is falling apart. It's exploding from within. Uh, yes. Pretty... Pretty relevant. Anyway, uh, with <laughs> so okay, d- that's that's what I got as far as like legacy. Mm-hmm. 
I I would agree with that. I um I can't think of anything else that uh let's see. Yeah, I guess just the and also, you know, when the the animals bring in the fire force, they are also using the fire force to maintain. Um Well, they're more like using them to try and like uh cure. Yeah. Like, like expunge this invader. But I'm not so sure who's invading who. They're yeah. both kind of laying claim to it. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm really interested to see. Next week is gonna what be. What was your pop off, did you say? Episode. Um I think that the pop off was when the uh the infernal talk, similar yeah. to you. Because uh, it was like I, I got chills. I was like, Oh, we are going places right now. Yeah, it, it definitely made me sit up in my seat. <laughs> this is this is nothing like Bossing Zay. This is mm. this is just new things happening every single episode. Yeah. <clears throat> uh yeah. How about mm. a battle cry? I don't have I there were, there were no lines that really stood out to me there as, were, as battle cries. Yeah, there were, there was only two that I thought were decent and it oh? was it was because I liked the moment. I liked the what do you think you're doing that Tempei mm, tells mm-hmm. Shinra. But I also liked uh, Shinra saying disrupting things is my strong point and mm. disruption is interesting because he's not a destroyer he's not right. a creator he's a disruptor he's changing things he, or Which... he, he's at least making it to where things don't go quite as planned and right. I like that in a main character <laughs> I like a main character where it's like you have two sides going about their business and he's just kind of messing it up. Yeah, and disruption, like, disruption it's is really chaos. cool. Especially when we talk about legacy, because disruption creates the chance for reevaluation. Yeah. And uh, Shinra is the, the hero devil. So mm-hmm. he's kind of, he he's a... Uh, he's playing both sides. Yeah, whether he likes it or not. he He's kind of... Yeah. Uh, he's, he's messing up the plans of both really right now. Mm -hmm. Like everything to do with, uh, Captain Burns, like what he was up to. Sheenor just kind of messes it up and makes him have to get a new plan. Yeah. Uh, and him getting in a dole link and like, and being on the, the good guy's side, it's no longer, oh, we just have to tamp this down. It's like, okay, well, we got one, so hey, maybe, maybe we can do something with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I like where this is all going. Um, I thought it was a really... I, I, I really liked the episode on its own, like just as a standalone. I, don't, I, I didn't get very many of those. It felt like the last few episodes we've done have been... They've really felt like one piece of a bigger arc. But this one yeah. I enjoyed by itself. You know, it had uh, good contained scenes that were enjoyable. Yeah, and it and it had the lore. It had the the fun action scenes. It felt very self-contained. And so what I'm saying, when something feels self-contained, it's almost a sign that it was paced well. It was like it had variety. It had um, progression. Like, yeah. and it had it had scenes. 
too often these kind of serialized shows just don't have scenes. It's like this scene is a bigger part of a scene that you're going to see next week, too. It's like, eh. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, because, like, I I remembered a lot more than I realized. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the attention, uh, the attention grabbing this was really just because I was at work. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on Fire Force. <clears throat> does, it, uh, does it set your soul ablaze? Inquisitively so. <laughs> yes. Because I'm wondering, oh, where's this going? It's yeah, very it, interesting. It draws a question mark of fire in my living room and makes me figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's a very vivid image. I don't quite understand it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think um, not quite as much as previous episodes. Like, I think Sheena versus Chiron is still my biggest soul-blazing scene. Mm. <laughs> but. Stomp! Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going places. <laughs> Devil Towards Evil is probably my biggest moment for the whole season so far. Oh, yeah. But, that was that uh, was an incredible moment. <laughs> this feels like we're headed towards something much bigger. So Yeah. Yeah. World-endingly so. You want to take a break before Apari Ronmon? Are you ready to just push on through? I'm, I'm ready to barrel into it. Okay. So. Here we go. Best episode of anime I've seen in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about self-contained? You want to talk about good pacing? I felt like I got a samurai <laughs> western in 22 yeah. minutes and it talk was so satisfying Zane, talk about Zainzucht. like the just everything <laughs> yeah. about this episode was just nostalgia for something i've never felt so <laughs> it was nostalgia for two things i could pinpoint because they jumped out at me okay one avatar the last airbender because you had the uh-huh. whole group going on an adventure and like uh, uh-huh. uh the kind of they're going into the unknown, like it's not familiar to them, mm-hmm. but they're they're all they, they there's a familiarity in their their group dynamic and their bond and stuff. And I liked yeah. uh, when like he get okay. So in the beginning, Apare falls mm-hmm. asleep, and the race mm-hmm. is supposed to start. And my God, just just describing this, I'm like, this episode is so well written. Like, the explanation to get the episode going is a funny little interesting character thing, or it's like, he worked all night, he's falling asleep, but the driver, like, he's the driver. What <laughs> yeah. are we gonna do? So now we gotta figure it out. So, like, Kosame's like, alright, I'm gonna drive it, and he's messing it up, he can't work the gear shift quite well, and they're like, what's going on? And they're like, what's wrong with the party? He's like, oh, Kosame's driving. And it's funny and entertaining. And then when he finally wakes up and gets in the in the driver's seat, Shaolin notices, like in the rear view. She's like, there he is. And it's like also, Sorry, go ahead. I, I love I love when he gets in the driver's seat and he's like, You should have woken me up. And he was like, Has that ever worked before? Abari <laughs> says yes. Hodato says no, right at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, man, just the group dynamics are so enjoyable. And yeah. I liked his line, hold on to your butts, <laughs> the race must go on. 
But uh, yeah, so that reminded me of Avatar, but it also reminds me of Firefly. Mm. The kind of atmosphere, like when, when they woke up and there's the, the music is muted in the very beginning of the episode, there's no music. You're just hearing yeah. the background noise, like the wind and uh, mm-hmm. just the crickets. Yeah. And like uh, kind of the sounds of people kind of moving in the background, you know, early morning, the beginnings yeah. of activity. All of it is mm-hmm. it's just it feels so rich and full, like the atmosphere felt in Firefly. I mean, like the, the sound of the ship, the sound of, yeah. of, of serenity, like it's it's burned into my memory. And it's like I associate so many good scenes with no music people just talking and the, like that background noise in the background. <clears throat> and then, I mean, the ending it feels like a, like a, uh, a combination of East and West, but is still most certainly a Western. Yeah. So I got a lot of, um, Trigun feels like yeah. right at the very end. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, but my boy Kosame finally got his standalone episode. Dude, what? so I didn't know it was a Kosame episode. I should have. I didn't know mm-hmm. it until he was the only one left. Mm-hmm. Like, when they all got uh, taken away to go be hanged, and they're like, the cowards live the longest, so just leave mm-hmm. him be. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and I like how, whether this is Gil or not, Mm-hmm. Which I don't think it's ever quite clear. I I think that they they establish <clears throat> right at the end that it is not Gil that it really was. Oh, just his oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. but but also at this point, I'm starting to feel like this is just a name that people use. Yeah, you know? where it's yeah, like oh, um, yeah, kind of like the Wild West, where it's like yeah, I could get away with using this guy's name. There's no. <laughs> There's no, uh, oh, show your ID. Yeah, there, there's no one Billy the Kid. Right. Like, e- even if this guy is going to be the big real threat, which he's definitely going to be because he's the one that's had buildup. Yeah. I think there could have even been a Guilty Cigar before him. It's also his name. <laughs> yeah, Guilty Cigar. <laughs> Oh, uh, everything great. about the sort of futuristic Western thing and then dropping the word guilty gives me certain feelings. <laughs> Making me thinking, man, I can't wait for that game to come out. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the, so, okay. What do we want to talk about as far as like the story next? Because I don't we can talk know. about, we talk about vengeance. We talk about, you know, Kosame getting his standalone episode kind of, having his own struggle. There's so much that happens in this. Yeah. I like, I literally couldn't believe how much time was left at multiple points. I was like, Oh my God, is more going to happen? It really like thinking <clears throat> back about it. It feels like I watched a movie. Like, yes. My, my brain thinks that it was like a feature length film. Just yes. Because of everything that happened. And like what I said with this last episode of fire force, the whole mm-hmm. thing felt like where the money went. Yeah. And it, what's funny is that it had little to do with the race. It almost felt like a filler episode. Like you could almost say, well, this was a, a sidetrack. This was a side story separate from the race. 
And then you kind of come back to the race at the end. It starts with the race, right. they get sidetracked, come back to the race. And, you know, it feels episodic, but it feels mm-hmm. important. That's also what it made me feel like it was like Firefly, because, you know, like, Janestown feels like a sidetrack, but it's super mm-hmm. important for Jane. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, like, e- even the stuff that you could almost categorize as a kind of a spinoff bit... Mm-hmm. It still feels like of paramount importance. And I mean, it almost feels like it kind of reveals the main villain at the end. But like, yeah, it's like this is this is necessary, quote unquote, filler. <laughs> yeah. And I think you can you can tell that the best argument for it being filler is that the main character barely participates. Yeah. So. But I uh, think that he participates in the best way, which is to instill trust in the main character of that episode yeah that was a good moment because it it kind of felt like the first time you've seen apare outwardly show trust for kosame yeah but it felt it like i know that we've drawn parallels to it before but it really felt like when senku was like no taiju is to be trusted yeah yeah it 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 did um and that's just a really cool feeling. <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to not just talk about the action scene at the end. I feel like my, I I, I'm magnetized to it. My mental eye is drawn. Yes, dude. The scene where that where the dust blows in. I was like, this is just this is a Kurosawa western. I had <laughs> that is a. I had the biggest grin on my face throughout that entire I, thing. <laughs> I just, I, the chills were just coming in waves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, before we get to that, I guess, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so th- this, this Gil that he comes after in here, they do have the real tattoo. It wasn't just painted on. Right. So they were definitely part of his crew, mm-hmm. the actual Gil. Yeah. And um their job which I mean they they've been hired is to make sure the race is a tragedy. Yeah. It's then, to like it's, everyone will die. Yes. It's to like uh this race is going to like start the new uh industrial revolution or whatever and whoever the villain is which is no longer faceless by the end of episode 8. Right. Doesn't want that to occur. They haven't ex- explained why, but they they're like I think they say this revolution or this world will like won't come to pass or whatever mm-hmm. because they're gonna make everyone die trying to bring it or trying trying to uh, make it a reality. <clears throat> and I yeah. like Apare's reaction when Kosame is expecting everyone to, you know, make Hotato be like, well, no, vengeance is bad. Mm. It's really. Kosame kind of, like I said, it's just prohibition. He's not, he doesn't have a very nuanced understanding of vengeance. It's kind of just saying right. vengeance bad. Yeah, he's taking, he's taking the, the, the dig two graves thing really, really far. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, no, they're an immediate threat right now. Like, yeah, we could be killed by them in any moment. They've killed all these other people, which uh, here's a way to have adult violence in your anime 
without feeling like you're going for ratings was this Ooh. episode. This was definitely the the opposite to what Fire Force has been doing. Because when, like, Shaolin walks up to that car mm-hmm. and there's, like, some blood on the broken glass, it doesn't just show the guy, like, disemboweled or whatever. Right. I think that the first guy, it does show him very bloodied. It shows him but... bloodied, but it's it's obscured by the destruction mm-hmm. of the car. And, like... You don't see half of a chunk of his body missing. <laughs> yes. And it doesn't, like, you know, hold on, on the blood or, like... It, you, you don't have a scene where someone burns alive, like, right. on camera. And even at the end... Lord. Uh, it's a it's a very... I wouldn't say sanitized. It's a very tasteful uh, samurai kill that happens. Yeah. Uh, everything in that last scene was just a... Dude, the direction is nuts. It's so well done. But yeah, we can't stay away from it. We literally can't. We can't stop talking about it. We gotta, we'll get there. <laughs> Just know we'll get there. But so when when, he, when he's trying to tell Hototo, you know, uh, vengeance bad again, it's like, well, this is kind of an immediate threat. We probably should do something about it. And mm-hmm. Apare has himself a bit of a one-liner there where he says, mm-hmm. um... These were cars I was gonna pass. Like he, he that wants, was such a good line. <laughs> he wants to avenge this victory that was taken from him. He's like, yeah. "Oh, this is personal now." And it's like he's not in the car right now. I think Apare's starting to turn into that person all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That was. I mean, that was kind of. Uh, that would have been my battle cry had. Um, the rest of the episode not happened. Just like hold on to your butts would have been it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two from Apare. Um, yeah, I, I I can't remember what my battle cry was. But I You can there pick was from a, mine if you like. There uh. there was a moment. There there was a moment that overshadowed <laughs> any battle cry that I could have chosen. But we'll Ah, we'll get to we'll it. get there. We'll get to it. We'll get to but uh, so <laughs> when they go into town and they start, you know, asking people, and the people are, you know, like basically, one guy just says "bugger off," like mm-hmm. asking them to leave. And they're like, "Oh, these people are awfully rude," <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that you know they are currently being held hostage. Yeah, but like the the thing with well, this Gil. It's always, you know, it's always a uh, deception. Like there's, there's mm-hmm. always, uh, some, th- there's always some kind of lie going on when it has to do with Gil. Even yeah. the Gil who's supposedly the real one has been lying about not being Gil because everyone else is lying about being Gil. Yeah. Uh, like, cause what was this one? He was the sheriff, right? Yeah. Or like he was pretending to be the sheriff or whatever. Right. And, uh, I mean, the original, they were using Gil's name to kind of get people to fear them. And it was, uh, right. I can't remember their, their name, but they're, you know, the, the two, the two brothers. Mm-hmm. But. Gosh, that also feels like a, oh, I know what it reminds me of. Vash the Stampede. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But with Vash the Stampede, it's like. This is the guy everyone's trying to bag. Mm-hmm. 
But it's also like the most so ma- making it the most infamous name. So outlaws just adopt the name, right? But <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Trigon eventually. Like that that's gotta happen, yeah. especially now. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah, it's- we kind of need to. This has put me in the mood for like what rewatching Samurai Shampoo and rewatching Trigun. It's put me in the mood for watching those and rewatching uh Firefly. It's given me the same vibe that I was like eyeballs deep in for about like mm-hmm. two years. Where that was all I wanted was sci-fi westerns with Eastern influences or that were made in the East. Yeah. But yeah. The good, the bad, and the weird. Oh my god! I had forgotten about that movie till just now. It's so good. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, that that whole deal that happens in the town, and then mm-hmm. you know they get double crossed, and uh, Kosame doesn't move. He's not able to act because he keeps fighting this uh, memory, and mm-hmm. I like how. Uh, okay, so I was worried that the episode was going to show the flashback, which, by the way, once again, very tasteful, very heart-wrenching, mm-hmm. but it's not yeah. overdone. Right. And I was almost thinking the flashback is now going to go into there was some family who didn't want, you know, some kind of like, uh, what would you call that? I thought it was like, going to go into some kind of like Game of Thrones esque background where it's like struggling, yeah, struggling the, between like different bloodlines or something. Yeah, I, I'm so glad. That I was didn't. glad we have no context. It was just, yeah, it was just an assassin in the night. We don't know why he did it. And I was thinking at first maybe it was like a thief, but he was mm-hmm. literally just there to kill Kosame's mother, and that was it. And then he ran off. So he's yeah, just and it was like it was like the reasoning behind it doesn't matter. What matters is the trauma. Yeah, because that that's the event, and it was it could have been anyone. It could it could have been it could have come from any villain. It could have even been a thief. It, it would have worked the same way. Yeah. The fact was he couldn't do anything. He couldn't protect anyone. So that yeah. was and I God I love the scene in the bar. Where she's mm-hmm. like, why did you become strong? And he's like, what? She's like, I've been a bartender long enough to be able to tell between the strong ones and the ones that are faking it. So why did you become strong? Hmm. And obviously he did so he could protect people. But yeah. becoming physically strong and, you know, uh, technically strong, he still can't move. He still freezes up when he's yeah, faced be- with that same trauma. Because he's still fighting that memory. He's still fighting yeah, and I like and, how he's like I he he was trying to lecture Hototo when it's him that's fighting a nightmare every day, right? Something that he can't change. So you know he and, he was lecturing Hototo like you know that won't bring anyone back, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, but you can't get away from what happened. It's just like you need to swallow the pills you're dealing. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know. It, it was almost like he was torn between I'm getting strong to make sure it doesn't happen again, or right. I'm getting strong to almost like, cause he, he goes back to that place. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's almost like he, uh, 
he revisits that memory as himself and is able to tell himself, I wouldn't let it happen now. So to kind of tell himself, I've I've made it like, yeah, I've I can now put it behind me because it wouldn't happen now. So that's why it's not going to happen again. That scene was the most powerful moment in that entire episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> when he when he blocks the sword in the memory, <clears throat> that was like I I was like that's it. That that was that was the best moment. <laughs> yeah, and there's something about the way it's executed where it doesn't feel like wish fulfillment. It, right. It feels like he's this is him telling himself it wouldn't happen again, or it, it wouldn't happen if it was me now. So I'm not yeah. going to let it happen again. That's why it won't happen. Rewriting, now. he's rewriting the story. Yes, and, and and it's in the context of where he is now. So it's no longer that he's helpless, because mm-hmm. if he was there now, it, it wouldn't happen. So right. he goes from freezing up and you know, uh, sweating, shaking. Well, I mean, and he's kind of still shaking before it starts happening. Yeah. But when it gets real, he's like totally calm, like like full on uh, uh, dodging bullets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and he's gone like full on Bushido, where it's like there is no, there is no good and evil. There is only that which comes to pass. Yeah. <laughs> that Like, uh, I can't remember what it's called in in Street Fighter. It's called like the power of nothingness, where it's just it's Jeez. full on stoicism, full on acceptance. Yeah, you're as cold as the steel you wield. Yeah, so it's like, at that point, he's like, if I die, I die. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, he's no longer afraid. And it's like, oh, man, the direction in that scene is nuts. Like, the the, the animation is great when it needs to be great. But, like, mm-hmm. the framing is specifically what feels so good in my eyes. Yeah. Like, it's not, I said Kurosawa earlier, it's not Kurosawa, because Kurosawa would be tracking shots. The, the way that things are cut, and like, when it zooms on, on, like, when it, every place that it gets close-ups feels more like a spaghetti western. Hmm. Where, you know, the, uh, when you have, uh, oh God, I can't think of the word. When you have gunslingers, you know, uh, what's that called? Not, uh, a, not a the- duel. I guess. Yeah. Or a quick draw. I yeah. can't think of the word. High noon. <laughs> a Mexican Overwatch. standoff. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, remember Overwatch? Yeah, that was a What thing, a weird thing it? people <laughs> pretended was good for a whole year. <laughs> and then everyone stopped cold and has never mentioned it since. Anyway, um, <clears throat> when it it'll go like between close-ups of the bad guy and Kosame. Like showing their faces, the that's squints. Yeah, that's a very Sergio Leone thing. That's less Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. But I like how um, <clears throat> he's offered a gun to take with him, and he's like, "I think this will be enough." And it's not, it's not him saying, "I don't need it." It's him literally just saying, "I think this will be enough," because yeah. he's right. But also, enough is kind of the whole deal here. He, he isn't taking revenge. He's doing just enough to save his friends. Yeah. Like there's, there's, and he stops Hototo from attacking the guy. 
Oh he's my like, gosh, that was an amazing moment. I know. He's like, I don't want. He's like, I'm, I don't want your blood, or his blood, spilled on your hands or something. I don't. I don't want your hands to be stained with his. Yes, blood. Yes, that's what it was. And he didn't want. Uh, he he tells Hototo, he's like, be a kid and ask for help. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, it's kind of. <clears throat> he, he makes it to where, it, and, and he tells this version of Gil. He tells this guy, he's like you know, lay down your weapons. I don't want an unnecessary death. So like mm-hmm. everything he's doing, he's doing just enough to get the job done. <clears throat> right. And when he doesn't go with it, we, we have a scene that's just like, Oh my God. This feels, this is what makes it feel like a movie because this feels like a moment you would be talking about for years from a movie yeah. you saw. Like the, this feels like, um, <clears throat> the the ending of the good, the bad, and the ugly, like yeah, it it feels like something that just gets ingrained in the culture because it's such a good scene, and it and it reminds me of this sounds super sanctimonious, but it reminds me of why I like originally fell in love with film, mm. where you just get these these scenes that just pull it out of you, like yeah. y- you're not there's suspension of disbelief and then there's making you believe like God. Yeah. And you know what, you know, what's the best part? You know, what's the best part about this episode? What? So it's part of a bigger show. <laughs> yeah. So we probably are going to get more, but like, you know, we've had, we've had a doing crazy stuff behind the wheel and, you know, making crazy devices. <clears throat> this was like, Kosame finally is a character now. Like he was a character yeah. before and I liked him and it was and it was fun. But like this scene, the way this action scene ends, the way the gunfight ends, it's like Kosame's legit now. Like yeah. and and I liked how um Shaolin notices that it's like the, he's a completely different person. Yes, and, and the enemy is not stupid. Like he's right. using two guns to deal with the fact that Kosame is predicting where the bullets are going. So he's the like freaking bullet split. <laughs> yeah. He fires the first gun to make him dodge. And he's like, got you. And he like mm-hmm. is able to fire where he is. And he's like, well, not going to get out of the way of this one. And you, they show his face where he's like, Oh crap <laughs> for a second. But then it's like, yeah. he goes into like a flow state and just splits the bullet right down the middle and then right after that, he says, well, it's like something, whatever his style is, secret technique. And mm-hmm. like the big letters on the screen. Yeah. I mean, he does Omni Slash from Final Fantasy seven, basically. Like he just <laughs> and the symbol flashes up. I mean, that was that was um, the raging demon. That was Akuma's raging demon. Where, like that symbol flashes on screen like. It, and, and okay. Now we don't in in the genre of belt. Mm-hmm. We like to say the answer is not to just kill your enemy. It's never that easy, right? And I like. Now this is my actual battle cry. Mm-hmm. I like how he says, or who, who is it? Is it Al that says, "I always knew you were strong." To Kosame, mm-hmm. and Kosame responds. 
the path to true the path to true strength is a long one. So it's like if he was stronger, it wouldn't have required all this. Uh, so it's like because he doesn't think he can stop what's going to happen, he has to put Gil down. So like I've said before with Batman, it goes back to Velt. <laughs> and it goes back to Batman. Batman's it always goes back to Batman. <laughs> Batman's overpowered because he d- he doesn't need to kill people. Right. He can actually get away with sparing their lives. That's how overpowered he is. Kosame, bullet splitting Kosame, wasn't strong enough. It's like he's running on fumes. We've got to end this, or my people are gonna die. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, yeah, and I like how it's like it's not. It's not glorified. He isn't taking vengeance. He's right. simply neutralizing the threat. And and if Gil or whatever, yeah, Gil, if he wouldn't have picked up the gun, like Kosame said, there wouldn't have been a needless yeah. death. Yeah, wouldn't have needed to happen. It's like it's all on you. This is up to you now. This is your choice. And you can ah. you can tell it wasn't you know uh, just boasting on his part. It was literally him saying. You can live. You can walk away from this. And it wasn't a malicious death. It was like, this is what you've chosen. Okay. And he made sure the guy died. He wasn't trying to maim. Yeah. That's different. That's not something we've talked about. <clears throat> He's not, uh, it wasn't a Mortal Kombat fatality. It was a Samurai right. Showdown fatality. Yeah. Where you kill with honor. Yeah, and, and you kill to kill. Not to uh, insult. Or to send a message to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite fatality in all of the MK games is the one that is the most MK. It is the most egregious. Like, it's the most just dark and messed up. And it's uh, Kano's in Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. I, just, I haven't Y'all just them. look that up. It's... I think he has two of them, but you'll know which one I'm referring to when you see it. Because when I first did it, I, I was playing with Jan, and I like broke out into hysterics from it. And Jan was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and that's that's MK at its best. That was not this. This was the opposite of that. Yeah. This was, you know, make sure they don't walk away from this. Make sure it's over quickly like efficient because you know anything yeah. more than that is is cruel i love kosame <laughs> yeah no th- this was the now kosame's your favorite character the episode because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i almost you know i almost kind of forgot why i was watching it was just i was in it i i was in this this western i, I was completely invested yeah What's funny is you said right after the um right after the uh Shaolin uh episode Shaolin Shaolin yeah no sh- uh, right not not zh, sh, Shaolin oh, sh, okay zh Shaolin. would be z that's what z does in chinese um but when you like when that episode happened you were like i think she's my favorite character right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i have a feeling that our favorite character is going to keep changing as the uh, focus keeps changing from character to character <laughs> yeah and i i think um this one was kind of shared with hototo 
but mm-hmm. I've, I've, it, was, it was close it, in these episodes. Yeah, and it's almost like it's setting up Hototo. Like, th- this is his initiation to where now he mm-hmm. gets to start being a character that isn't just driven by revenge. And yeah. I like how last week we were saying, I wonder how this is going to change with him, where it's like he's going to have to spend a few episodes without his reason to live. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't spend one episode. And now it's like, oh, maybe. But then they reveal Gil at the end. <laughs> and it's you like, know, oh, they just keep doing it. <laughs> this show, this show just keeps moving. Yeah. And uh, just constantly. I mean, it's good that it's a race. It's fitting. Yeah. Gotta, the race must go on. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> but uh, do we know how many episodes it's going to be? Is it uh, gonna be twelve or twenty? The the normal like twenty. You know what? Twenty something. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only twelve because, uh, and I haven't looked it up, but I wouldn't be surprised because they're at the end. They're like there are only seven racers left, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna come down to the wire. Yeah, here I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick. I want to see how many episodes are gonna be in it. If it's only twelve, that explains the unreal levels of quality in each one. I love me a good twelve episode anime. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, here's something that I could talk about. We haven't really talked about the pillars. I mean, we probably have, but like not in not in that context. We could probably get mm-hmm. around to that. We probably need to get to that soonish. But something about this show, it feels really in control of its own tone, mm-hmm. where. There hasn't been a moment where I've felt it's become tone deaf. And that's something yeah. that I think Fire Force really struggles with. Like, yeah. it struggles to balance comic relief with uh, the dark subject matter, with being tasteful, with uh, fan service. Like, it really is a mixed bag when it comes to that. And in particular, yeah, I think it's summed up with the... Uh, I mean, everything to do with Inca and like where it's like, whoa, we going really violent. But then also everything the th- to do with Tamaki. <laughs> Tamaki in particular in the scene with Rekka in the warehouse where it was oh, yeah. very dark, like very serious. And they were still shredding her clothes. And it's like, eh. and like Rekka's behavior was kind of humorous, even though he was doing some evil stuff. Now, I, I don't think that's off. That That's a mood. Like, that's a very Tarantino-esque angle to take, where it's yeah. he's kind of this uh, uh, heightened, goofy personality who's just a cold-blooded killer. Yeah. But <laughs> all of the mixed stuff going on in that scene is like, I don't think y'all have found any kind of balance here. No. Apare Ranman hasn't had any trouble and it's almost like it keeps going to greater heights with how how good it is at this. And like Hotato's uh reaction and like ev- everyone's okay, everyone's reaction to like them about to be hung mm-hmm. it feels very tasteful <clears throat> and very well done. And then you know it, it gets to dip into that kind of uh, uh old classic cinema feeling when Apare says we can do one thing. We can wait. 
there's no way he'd abandon us. Yeah. And then, you uh, know, the wind rolls in, and as does Kosame. <laughs> also, <laughs> I also love just looking at the four of them when they were standing there, and Apare is the only one that's, like, bound with rope. <laughs> because he, he got that net shooter out of his hair. I didn't, I didn't notice that <laughs> until just now. I mean, I did notice it, but I, I my brain noticed it. But I didn't. But yeah, at the end, they had to like cut through a whole bunch of rope. Also, you just get to imagine that up to this point, he's been a nuisance. And just like, had he's to just com- been, he's been pulling tools and little things just out of everywhere. Yeah, he, he's he's just been trying multiple different little underhanded tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, talk about showing and not telling and even showing less. Mm-hmm. That was just letting letting a very small detail paint a story. Yeah. <laughs> God, man, this is this show is fantastic. I mean, we it I, I know really we save is. it for last, but it absolutely is setting my soul ablaze. This episode yeah, in particular, I, man, really they're killing it. Like you, we we said this about Redline, <laughs> but this show is also firing on all cylinders yeah. <laughs> and an extra steam engine. <laughs> yeah, it's a hybrid. <laughs> so, uh if we want to go through the uh the, the 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 pillars yeah okay um well one we could start with the tragedy and the sacrifice oh yeah the tra- uh, very Gosh. on display yeah i mean tragedy losing a parent way before their time uh, especially at violent ends that is a incredible tragedy oh yeah uh and the trauma therein of being a witness to it uh I mean, but, I, it's literally something I just can't relate to. Yeah, it, but you I, just have to imagine it's like, well, it's way worse than anything I've had to go through. Yeah, and like just how awful that would be. Mm-hmm. And then the paralyzing fear that comes with it. Yeah, and like having to revisit it, mm-hmm. whether you like it like, or not. Every time that you try to stand up for something, even like, like it, it was really cool to see that he has trained for so long. But yet, the training is nothing compared to an actual life or death situation. Well, it was almost like it. It was almost like the the training was his way of like being able to move forward in mm-hmm. the very moment. Like you know, taking a day at a time. So he's like, okay, well, I'll just start training every single day, and yeah. he hasn't dealt with it mentally, but it's something. It's something that he's been able to do and he's become a master at it. But, and while that's good and, and you know, that's what he had to do in the moment when it gets down to it, if he can't act there, there's still, he has to, to defeat that demon that's been haunting him. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want to say the sacrifice was. Um, well, hmm. um, he had to. Did you notice at the end that Hotato uh, is very much taking him seriously, and yeah. he just tells a joke, like he starts joking, and that joke's coming from a very different person now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> like Hotato's reaction is that he actually laughs at the joke, 
and then he like gets grumpy <laughs> that he laughed about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very like, cute go scene. Run home to mommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I guess the the sacrifice is whoever he was before. He kind of has to sacrifice holding on to what happened to his mother. Yeah. And, and it's like once he lets go of that, he can actually I mean, step into his memory and rewrite that. Yeah, and, and like he said, to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, like I, you know, like we've said before, sacrifice doesn't. Sa- tra- nah, sacrifice is not a tragedy. It's like sacrifice is what you have to do instead of tragedy. Right. So it's like there's the tragedy, and then the bookend is sacrifice instead Mm -hmm. so the sacrifice is he sacrificed basically all of his free time up to this point in order to become strong enough and then he has to sacrifice that which is holding him back which is that memory because you get the feeling this is what's so frustrating speaking of batman it's what's so frustrating when Batman in stories is constantly made to revisit Crime Alley. It's like, at mm. this point, he should already have had this scene where it's like Batman stops the gunman. Like, he's already more than strong enough to have stopped that from happening multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, he should be able to face it with some level of stoicism when it happens when he wasn't there. Where he's like, well, yeah, it happens. But when I'm there, it doesn't. So that's why that's why I find it really annoying when he revisits it again and again and again. And uh, gosh, man, I just, Batman versus Superman was the worst offender. It's like oh we're talking goodness. older Batman, fully realized Batman, who's going to fight Superman, still gets tripped up by that. I'm not convinced. Yeah, you think you'd think at this point with all of the villains that he the colorful cast of villains that are constantly like making him relive traumas. You'd who think have that wor- he'd be like <laughs> he'd, he'd have worked through this by now. Yeah, and a lot of them who have trauma not so different or trauma equally as terrible. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, he kind of I just thought of another example where it's actually done quite well and then I I forgot it. Dagnabbit. Oh, okay. (laughs) Alright. It's another situation where someone is able to revisit a memory and then leave it behind them. And I've totally lost it. Yeah, I don't... I'm gonna... Dude, I'm gonna be listening to this in the edit. And just Mm. being like, this is what it was. Maybe if I remember, maybe I should... I'll, I'll, I'll put a little clip in there. I'll intersperse it. Say, this is what I was thinking of. <laughs> Nero saving his father because he couldn't save Credo. <laughs> or, you know, if I remember it later, I'll do that. Which, yeah. if it hasn't happened yet, then you know, oh, it's coming, baby. I'm going to remember. <laughs> and then if it has happened, then, wow. Then you know, then huh, idiot, you going. are going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> you think you have a functioning brain. <laughs> but, yeah. So... Uh, while it's not the Avatar The Last Airbender ending where it's like, I'm going to spare him because he's not strong enough. They make it that point. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was, I'm just. Ah, uh, I've I'm noticed this is when we're coming in it. This is when we're coming to the the edge, and when we need to start wrapping it up. When we're just like, uh, gosh, when we just start doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, potential potential here is just Hotato, and he doesn't want the potential squandered. Yes. He doesn't want him to take revenge at such a young age because that's probably going to turn him into something pretty dark. Yeah. And I also, I love the idea that, you know, he's sparing him from making the mistake of killing because like, what if Hodoto is strong enough to be the one that can spare people? Yeah. And also, uh, Hototo, a, a child killing mm-hmm. the man who killed his family that's not him being strong enough. That's him taking the opportunity. That's like, uh, if this dude is going to be killed by a child, Mm -hmm. he is already in too weak of a state. Like, yeah, if you get, if you, if you catch my drift. Yeah. So let's see the, um, and then the legacy I mean, I mean, Kosame's legacy is Hotato. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's also you know he's changed what his own legacy is going to be. He, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and I like how the bartender tells him, you know, uh, uh, do what you must, then go home. And it's kind of in that moment, you know, go do what you're going to have to do to save your your friends. But it's mm-hmm. also kind of his message overall is do what you must here in America and then go home. Yeah. And he he's kind of up to this point been a little worried if he'll ever be able to go home. But now his mission is to finish it here and then make it back home because that's going to be his legacy. Yeah. And I think that like he came out of this with such a new resolve. Oh, yeah. Oh man, it's a whole different ball game. You can tell. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I so I did find out um Apare Ranman is only twelve episodes. Alrighty. Well, so we might need to find a replacement pretty soon. We've only got four left. Yeah. But I think that means there's no way that they aren't all great. Yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> that would be impossible. <sighs> I mean, with ev- with the quality up to this point, they would have to really blunder for it to <laughs> for it to fall apart. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't see it happening. Everything is... I don't either. There's there's too much of a, a, a like a nuance. It's too mature. And there's like, too much competence shown already. Yes, and and like the the way it's the way it's written, the way things are, are framed and executed, it's too mature mm-hmm. for it to for me to maybe you know going to be worst case <laughs> is mm. if maybe you just had the right uh part you know the 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 right staff working on these episodes where you know with a TV series mm. you don't get one director for all of them, right. Like, you you be too busy, you never get anything done. You cycle off, you know, other other combinations of writers and directors. Yeah, so that's where it would be possible. You get the wrong writer-director combo and things just, you know, just don't gel quite well. 
Yeah. It's happened before. But I don't think that it would be bad enough that it would be like, ah, uh, I don't think that it would ruin the show. It would probably just be like, oh. Yeah, it was kind of a low point. You know, when you're, when you're re-watching it, you're like, oh, I don't really remember this one. <laughs> yeah. So, that could happen. But, God, so far, these eight episodes have just been fantastic. Yeah. And it being 12 episodes, oh, man, that almost makes me, like, what do you call that? Wist, wistful. Yes, wistful. Because I know it's going to end well, uh-huh. but there's uh, not every dream will have been realized. Because he's obviously not going to make it to the moon within the next four episodes. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Boy, howdy, that would be crazy. What if, though? <laughs> what if yeah. they got the finale on the moon? I get, like, I get the same feeling watching this show that I got when I, or that I get whenever I watch Treasure Planet, whenever I watch Lilo and Stitch. I'm just like that that little kid brain of mine that goes, I know it's over, but I want more. Yes, but but I don't want more. Obviously, yes. In practice, when more is given, it's never that good. But yeah, that's what I felt about the end of Serenity, where the end of mm-hmm. Firefly. I was like, this is a gross injustice. I will yeah. have someone's head. But then at the end of Serenity, it's like, okay, now I'm good. Now it's good. Yeah, I am satisfied. No more, please. Yeah, I I think it took me a good, like, five or six years to finally completely be on the side of don't continue Firefly. Took me a while to get there. I remember at one point, I remember hearing about, like, they might do a reboot. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, God, worst case scenario. Like, like, or Joss Whedon said if he did bring it back, he would retcon, um... Yeah, no. I should. I, I, I was. I had yawned, and then I was gonna censor myself. I was gonna be like, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. But yeah, yeah. I, I'll core drill you. Which, by the way, I figured out between yeah. the last episode and I was editing the last episode. I bleeped out a spoiler. You said mm-hmm. with the core drill sound from Gurren Lagann. Mm-hmm. The waveform for the core drill sound effect is a core drill. <laughs> like That's... you were like. Yeah, let me let me bring up our conversation, because you were like, yeah, it's too perfect to not be intentional. Like, there's no way it isn't on purpose. If you look at the waveform, it's got the handle mm-hmm. and like the housing of the drill and then the drill itself. That's the sound effect. It is the drill sound. That's so good. What a triumph. Anyway, that's we're back on Gurren Lagann. Probably time for us to. <laughs> to wrap it up, what was your papa for the Apari Ranman episode? I don't know. It was moving so fast that I was just glued. <laughs> That's the thing is that it has so many moments of introspection and quiet. It's funny that it was moving fast. That's the yeah. sign of good pacing. It might be. It might be indulgent for me to do this, but I I might say that it was when Apare fell asleep right at the beginning, dude. <laughs> I am glad you said that because I almost forgot to talk about it. The part where he falls asleep and Kosume just has to pick him up, wake up. Ho- or, or he like uh, says Hotato, the prairie dog is like, yes. And he's like, not no, you, the, the old, old one. one. And he's like, Rename change its dog. name. <laughs> yeah. That scene and then like getting into the car and the fact that just the 
atmosphere, that kind of like groggy early morning atmosphere is totally pulled off. But like there's the clarity of like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the day's beginning. Mm-hmm. And, oh, dude, I'm sitting in that moment right now. Like you, you can barely see like the light of the sun and the clouds above. Yeah. And the, the fog settling down. It, it's still <laughs> pitch black where I am. That's that. Ah. Uh, that you're, you're, you're on that, um, that horizon. Isn't yeah. it funny how you just in a conversation like this where you just prove the world isn't flat? <laughs> it's like, yeah, people still believe that, huh? But uh, the, the that mood that I got, I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is this is this is comfy in a way that kind of stirs your gut. It's like, yeah, yeah get ready to go. It's like you, you remember this. You remember, you remember the mornings when we, um, when we would camp out like in the, uh, oh, yeah. in the area right behind the, and like those mornings AKA when we the backyard. Up, yeah. But we would, <laughs> we would wake up and we would just be like, it would be right before the sun was rising and we would just kind of just like sit there for a little while. Oh yeah. Ah, Ooh. that feeling. Ooh. It's a good feeling. <laughs> And just like that kind of feeling on the road where it's like, oh, everyone's going. We got to get going. Like when Shaolin passes by and she's like, mm-hmm. like, all right, come on, let's go. You know what this this show feels like when you wake up really early in the morning to go on a very long trip and you're like the only car on the road. Exactly. But like it's uh, a group of people. It's a convoy. Yeah, like a caravan. So it's like, yeah. We got to go catch up with the other yeah. people who already left. Oh man, I love that feeling. It's Ugh. it's nailing it. It's so good. I don't know what it's called, but because that is that's real nostalgia. I I have that. Yeah. Like I remember, uh, I drove fourteen hours nonstop to mm. um, Hatteras Island one time. That is a long drive. Oh yeah. Well, I say nonstop. We stopped to pee. <laughs> so it wasn't nonstop per se, but there was no like hotel stay. It was like, no, nah, we're we're doing the whole trip tonight. Yeah, the longest trip that I've done was twelve ish hours out to Texas. I'm gonna so. tell you right now, twelve or fourteen, basically the same thing. Yeah, when you're talking <laughs> lengths that long, when you when you make it to that ninth hour, <laughs> you have become a different being entirely. <laughs> you can just stay in that state probably forever if you don't get out of it. <laughs> It's like I am the I am he who takes. Now it's like I am one with the machine. You you understand the truckers. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I got a flicker. I got a flicker of enlightenment itself. You might be driving a roller skate, but you may as well be towing an eighteen wheeler behind you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. That's almost all I got to say. I think my pop off, honestly, if the rest of the episode hadn't continued to happen, that would have been it. Mm. But, you know, there's the edge of your seat. There's, you know, I'm in, I'm invested. And then there's, I'm out of my chair, (laughs) which was splitting the bullet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, there's no way, there's no other way to put it than just, Ah, man. Anime is in a, sh- in, this is some good anime, man. <laughs> this this is a good season. <laughs> this this God, if it was if it was just a Pari Ranman, I think I would be satisfied. Yeah. 
This is so crazy good when it leaves. Oh yeah, and oh, isn't that a good feeling? I almost look forward to it now. It's like I almost look forward to have to never finding anything to fill the Apari (laughs) Ranman shaped hole in my soul. I look forward. You have to just wait until Doctor Stone comes back. Well, no, no, no. It's a different thing now. It's like it's like I I I love making my soul Swiss cheese. Like, just full of <laughs> voids that will never be filled. Mm, like, mm-hmm. it, in the best way possible. <laughs> and and uh, I can tell Dr. Stone's already going to be one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I could tell that pretty early. But, like, this show, I, I can tell it's going to be, there's going to be a grieving period, but it's going to be a happy grieving. Yeah. We, we, we gonna be crying. Oh, yes. I mean, mm. I, I, uh, d- different kind of crying, but mm-hmm. I, I, I almost cried at the, the part where his mom is killed because I, I welled up when he, uh, when he stepped back into his, uh, memory. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the, the crying we normally have, uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you there's there's really nothing else I can say. It was just ten out of ten. That episode is a masterpiece. Yeah, I it's almost like Ooh. I I could recommend people watch it. it. It's that feeling where you're like I have to tell everyone about this. Mm-hmm. After I saw this episode episode, I was like I have to start recommending this to everyone I know who would watch it, and maybe yeah, even and, some who wouldn't. And also the thing is is that like. You could even just recommend it as a single episode, but the rest of the show is so good. Well, also, <laughs> I don't know if you can, because people walking into a Pare's design cold, <laughs> it might be that, like, that's what true. is this? <laughs> this <laughs> I'm talking about tone. If you're not settled <laughs> into and comfortable with how Apare looks, this might be a bit hard to take seriously. Yeah, it'll uh, it would throw a person off. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I definitely recommend uh, from the beginning. But episode three, whew, man, at this point it it can't disappoint me. And I know Game of Thrones fans are going to laugh at such a notion, but I feel That's very true. confident. Yeah, Unless we're, we're talking about one season rather than six. Also, I don't think Apari Raman is an adaptation. We really need to wrap this up, but let me look. I, I think that you're correct. Like, it's in original animation. But some of that artwork, I mean, I want to know who does the, the eye catchers. Like, Oh, the, no, it's a manga. Break. Oh, it is. All right. Yeah. You know what's funny? This, hmm. the... Uh, 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 the demographic is uh, Seinen. Oh, okay. Uh, Seinen is targeted towards uh, adult men. Hmm. Uh, whereas Shonen is boys. Yeah. Fire Force is Shonen. And this is Seinen. So that's that's this does a good way of illustrating what I what I uh, try to tell people where I'm like it's not a rating system, it's a demographic. You're yeah. literally targeting more mature people with seinen. It doesn't just mean you know uh, horror or um, mm-hmm. boobs. 
Exactly. Even though, I mean, it, it often means that. That obviously mm-hmm. falls under the same category. But the, the it's demographic, not rating. So, yeah. Yeah, th- I mean, this feels like a very mature show. Man. Oh, yeah. man, I, for- I... I forgot what the title of this episode was. What was and it? it's perfect looking back. Heavy rain. Mm. There is no rain in the whole episode. Mm. Ooh, it just keeps getting better. <sighs> Gosh. So I think we've established, but uh, it sets our souls. Oh, yeah. In a mighty blaze. Oh yeah, I mean, this is this a this a solar cane. <laughs> mm. Good stuff. Nothing. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't have, have anything. anything else to oh, add. Nope. Oh, that's it. There is no good or evil. There is only that which comes to pass. Mm. What a good show. Man, samurais are cool. Sam- samurais are cool. Cowboys are cool. Cars are. Steam engines are cool. All that stuff's cool. Uh, but potentially Mary Sue inventor characters are are very cool. I I, I tend to like them. <laughs> yeah, but huh. Let's stop wasting people's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop wasting you... our. I have to take a nap before I have to go to work because I'm exhausted. Go, go wait for the next episode of Upon Iron Man. That's what we're all doing, baby. <laughs> That's the human condition. We all just wait yeah. for the next episode of Apari Ranman. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're going to spend more of our lives doing that than not doing it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I never I never uh, refined this. I had this idea, okay. and then I never went anywhere with it. Like, I suggested it to you, but I totally forgot about it till just now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just <laughs> don't be afraid. Yeah. Well, be not afraid. Like, mm, be not afraid. I think sounds much, much cooler. It's a much stronger. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but but there's more. There needs to be more to it. We'll get there. Yeah, like, we'll... like like many points in this show, we've had a work in progress. It'll it'll come. We'll get it'll there. Come. Yeah, it'll come to us, man. Like belt really came to us. Mm, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, it's almost like it's just fallen in our lap these days. Used to be yeah. hard to find this. Now it's everywhere. I mean, we're, we, I feel like freaking Isaac Newton. Just apples. <laughs> it just fell in my lap. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Go beyond. Plus Ultra. Oh, I got that game. <laughs> no, I thought you were